Hour two of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Unpopular opinion. But you hate this song. I could do without this song. We could we could put this we could old yeller this sucker. Somebody find me a shed cute. and a rifle. I think it's sweet. I guess it's from the best little horror house in Texas. Are you saying horror? Yeah. The best little whorehouse in Texas. Like W-H-O-R-E? Yeah. Is that a song of hers? It was a movie. Is that right? Yeah. And I believe it was also a Broadway production. Was Burt Reynolds in that, in the film? I think so. And this is, that song is from that movie. I think I watched that movie way too young. Like, <laughs> but I do have a visceral memory. Of I think it's a little aggressive to call it that. Yeah. What would be our other options, though? I mean, that's... A brothel? Okay. Best little Which brothel? has always sounded soup-ish, Correct, because right? of because the broth. Because of the broth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't like the reference to hard candy. Because unless I have a tickle in my throat, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you don't like hard candy? Like I, crunching I like through a peppermint? I re- no, peppermint like gross. Werther's. Werther- oh my god, they're delish. What's not uh, to like? They're creamy. They're coffee-ish. When you say that, I imagine that your shirts have old person smell. Like you have told me that I'm starting to get now that I'm 40. And <laughs> well, you smell like a sponge sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Leah. Hey, Donna. Hey. We have a we have a guest in studio, and we'd like to show our guests, like the substitute teachers, that that we have a mutual respect and oh, admiration right, for each other. Right. Okay. I've never even heard you say you thought I smelled like a sponge well, before. Well, you've said it before, where you've been like, I, I think I left my word. clothes in the, the washer too long, and then you it just smell like a dirty but, sponge. I no no no. I never used the word sponge. I've just said it that little okay. little mildew. Okay. I got oh you. I got you. Anyway. Hey, Crazy yeah, though, right? back. I know, right? What a great time we're having. Give me a beat! It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yee-haw! And Steve Patterson. Do you like Huey Lewis on the news? This, this is the beat. All right, let's talk about Christmas music for a second. Okay. How do you feel about Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time? Really love it. Me too. Really love it. The whole, you know, simply having wonderful I also like Christmas the, time. Wow, 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 wow. Me wow, too. Wow, 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 wow. I think it's very fun. Okay. I, well, I haven't heard it at all this year. Not even a single time. Oh, I feel like I have. I, I, I wish I had. I feel like we've bumped back with it. Anyway, apparently it's a very polarizing song because people either love it or hate it. And the people who love it, love it for the same reasons that the haters hate it. Hmm. So there's a musicologist, like that's a real thing. Yeah, okay, buddy. Named Nate Sloan, and he laid out all these reasons. He says, first of all, the structure, or the lack thereof. I think it's got a lot of structure. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da, da-dee-da-da. At the same time, the song's harmonic patterns are diabolically complex. Whatever that means. Well, Sloan says those chords are deep and jazzy and they draw on the rich 
harmonic vocabulary of 40s and 50s pop music. This is why I'm never going to have lunch with a musicologist, whatever. When most of the current holiday canon was composed. Then there's the synth. Synth. I like a synth. Paul recorded the song with a synthesizer that was pretty new at the time. Uh, They say it's like a harsh sound, a tinny sound. And they weren't very common in Christmas songs, but when they are used, they tend to be lush and sustained, adding an orchestral feel to the track. I get what they mean, despite all that hoity-toity language. I get it. Since usually you hear them, and it is like this long, sustained thing in the background that never goes away. And this is much more like, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, so I get it. I love it. The lyrics are also another reason, because they're simple and they're repetitive. They don't say very much either. Like, you know, we're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply Simply having having a wonderful Christmas time. Repeated 17 times before the song is over, which makes it catchy and potentially maddening. Here's what's interesting about the lyrics. Most of the verses have a total of 12 or 13 words. Total. The verses. That's crazy. The party's on. The feeling's here. It only comes this time of year. Boom. Back into the chorus again. The chorus does come up a lot in this song. The word is out about the town, so lift the glass. Oh, and don't look down. Chorus. Well, just for the record, Paul doesn't care if you like it or not. He earns an estimated four hundred to six hundred thousand dollars from it every single year. How about that? Just for writing like a hit song, it's just like you could live off of that. Yes, that's a nice salary. Yes, I would take four to six hundred thousand dollars a year for work that I did forty years ago, or a day of the week. And, oh my and you don't have to do anything more. It's all the work is already done. Yeah. It's amazing. Dang. Man, there are some people who have so much freaking money. I know. It's crazy. Uh, Speaking of, uh, Taylor Swift donated a million dollars to Tennessee residents after those deadly tornadoes. Oh, that's great. That's great. It's for the um, Tennessee Emergency Response Fund. That's really sweet. That's that's a wonderful thing to do. Good for her. Way to go, You know, she also, I don't know if you heard this over the weekend, she was in another city and she donated money to the um to whatever their their food bank is and it was reported that they didn't say how much money she donated but it was enough to feed like 500,000 people. Wow. Isn't that great? That's great. She sounds very generous. Yeah, she really does. Yeah, good for her. Totally. And then finally, Rob Gronkowski is going to be singing the national anthem at a college bowl game. He said he's got the words down. Oh, boy. No, but that's that sounds very childish, but that is true. People have gotten mixed up on the words of our national anthem many a time. Now, he is going to be doing this with the New Directions Veterans Choir. He's not going to be out there alone. Okay. This is a part of the Gronk Bowl. It's actually, it's technically the L.A. Bowl. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel has hosted this bowl game before. He's hosting it this year, right? Gronk is doing it this year, and so it's part of it. Um, He's going to be a part of that choir. But maybe they'll have him mic'd up a little special extra bit so that we can all 
hear his voice? No, maybe they'll have him a little low. So the Mm. choir takes, you know, the front seat. Right? I feel like the TV audience might want us to hear, or the TV directors, the the producers might want us to hear him a little bit more, especially like at the beginning. Oh, say, don't you want to hear Rob do a little something? No, I wouldn't mind hearing him sing like the Joker from Steve Miller Band. I don't want to hear him ruin a respectable song. That is the that is the only fine line that they will have to walk there, which is uh, people, and rightfully so, take our national anthem very seriously. And so you don't want it to be a mockery. If it turns into a joke because somebody after the fact, you're like, oh my gosh, they butchered that song, hashtag Fergie, then that's okay. But you don't, you can't go into it saying we're going to make this a laughable, entertaining, right. viral thing. Correct. He's a part of USAA. Remember, he's always on those commercials trying to get that military uh, insurance? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're my friend, Donna. You're my bestie. Whoa. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, let's see here. You know, apparently, there's a trading card boom that is happening. Donna found out a little bit of information as sort of what's behind that, and oddly enough, it lines right up with a birthday present that I just got Two weeks ago. No way. Way. We'll get into that. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. I was listening to Chris uh, Chris Stapleton this morning. Oh, yeah? He's getting ready. God, he's so good. Funny, I had a dream about Chris Stapleton and don't remember the details beyond that, but he was in it. Didn't remember that until you said it. And I think he had the stomach flu. Get out of here well hopefully he doesn't have the stomach flu when he comes to town and we're gonna have tickets to give away coming up before noon today so make sure you're listening for that we'll make it absolutely clear when to call in okay ah okay did you know that trading cards are back like you know sports cards baseball cards they're they're like back like in fashion again. Very much values so. going up. Yeah, this feels like a pandemic kind of a thing. I think it was, and now it seems to have stuck. Um, yeah, like it's everything from like baseball cards to remember Pokemon cards were a yeah. thing, but there's also musician cards. There are promotional movie tie-ins. There's even like. Um, like odd stuff, like early 90s Gulf War trading cards. Really? Yes. Like, oh, I got a Schwarzkopf. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Wow. And it seems that, um, yeah, like now everything is hot. This is great news for stores, you know, collectible stores. You know, some of them specialize in just cards. You know, I had a, I have a friend, uh, Dave, who he said during the pandemic... He like went and dusted off some of his old card collections as we did, as we didn't have much stuff to go out and do. And it sort of like reignited the interest. And then he found some that he had and then started looking up others that he, he wanted. And, uh, we, we were talking about this one night at dinner and I told him my favorite baseball player growing up was the aforementioned in this show who knew Bobby Bonilla and uh, who, who played for the Pittsburgh Pirates and then the New York Mets. And for my birthday, he got me a Bobby Bonilla rookie card. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's really nice. It's sweet and it's like fun because it is, it is nostalgic with those things in particular. And I suppose other p- people could make the argument for Pokemon cards if you're into that. But with baseball cards, 
football cards, etc. It is such a timestamp, so it naturally has a, a look and a feel of that time. It's like, okay, this is from 1988. This card is from 1972, and it, it really does give you. It's like a little picture of what that sport looked like in that time. Right. So there is a really cool nostalgic vibe. We had a card store up the street growing up. You'd go up there, you would buy cards from the case, you'd buy new cards, new decks of cards, you would be trying to make a deal with the guy who ran the joint as to whether or not he wanted to buy a card that you had, and you always wanted to make sure you weren't weren't getting ripped off by him. Right, right. Oh, that's so fun. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing. Donna, thank you for the opportunity. You know what I mean? You really set the stage and just allowed me the the creative space to talk about that. (laughs) It's sport talk. I have a question for you. So my brother sent me a, he sent me like a link to this uh, Twitter post. And the post is from um, Robert Griffin III. Yeah, RG3. And I don't know, did, did the Giants play yesterday? Yeah, they played the Packers yesterday. Okay, so he had posted, Coming to America predicted the Packers Giants game back in 1988. And uh, we have a clip of Eddie Murphy. Here, talking to his boss. Okay. Sir, I was wondering, did you happen to catch the professional football contest on television last night? No, I didn't. Oh, it was most exhilarating. The Giants of New York took on the Packers of Green Bay. And in the end, the Giants triumphed by kicking an oblong ball made of pigskin to a big H. It was a most ripping victory. Sir! Through a big H. So basically... It just it could be any play, any win that the it's not like the the well, Giants have never beat the Packers, right? No, no, um, <laughs> no. But they won on a game-winning field goal. Okay, which That's, is the big H. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which okay. they've since adjusted the uh, the field goal post to look different, but yeah. That's that's okay, what that means, and, that, and they cute. won at the end of the at the end of the game yesterday. Okay, that's very cute. No, it's funny because when I went on uh, Twitter, yeah, I have a Twitter account, and I went on there last night to see what was trending, and what popped up for me was Tommy DeVito's agent. Tommy, you know, Tommy Cutlets, you mean? So listen, <laughs> Tommy DeVito, we talked about him before. Speaking of all these big contracts and Shohei Otani signing, uh, Otani signing for $700 million with the Dodgers, in the world of football, Tommy DeVito is the third string quarterback for the New York Giants. And we find out that he is making forty thousand dollars a game. Still lives at his parents' house. Yes. Anyway, mommy he's still been... makes his bed and all that stuff too. Don't say, mommy, Donna. Well, I'm sure he does. Anyway, <laughs> he starts playing well, so well, in fact, that when their second string quarterback was cleared for play, they were like, "Yeah, we're going to stick with Tommy DeVito. He's earned it. He's been helping us win some games, throwing more touchdowns than interceptions." And we here in Minnesota know that is an important part of football. <laughs> anyway, last night, what was trending was Tommy DeVito's agent. Donna, have you seen a picture of this guy? I have. He looks like the Grim Reaper. I think he looks like a mob boss. He looks like he's stepped right out of Goodfellas. Oh, yeah, he does with the pinstripe suit. Literal pinstripes. Uh, he's pinstripes. got a fedora on. Fedora. And it's great. At yep. one point, SportsCenter was doing a thing last night where they showed this video, Tommy DeVito on the sideline wearing a sweatshirt, Giants uh, little like tassel cap. This is, I think, in pregame warm-ups. 
And Scott Van Pelt from SportsCenter is like, that is Tommy DeVito's agent. And let me just tell you, as, <laughs> as a guy with an Italian grandfather, he was like, it's a very handsome look. But he's there. He's on the phone. He's got like a bracelet or a watch, too. And it just looks like he is wheeling and dealing well, that's for funny. my guy, Tommy. That's funny. Oh, your guy, Tommy. Oh. Well, no, I'm speaking as oh. the agent. Oh, in that I case. see. I see. Um, that's funny because Drew and I, my brother, we were joking yesterday because they're calling him Tommy Cutlets now because he loves his mom's chicken cutlets. <laughs> and so they're like all the New York people are, you know, calling him that. And I'm like, oh, my God, he sounds like a character out of the Sopranos. Like, hey, Paulie Walnuts and Tommy Cutlets are going to meet us for dinner. <laughs> That's <know>? right. <laughs> well, this guy, get this. So his agent, now the internet is trying to quickly find out more about Tommy DeVito's agent. Um, one of the headlines reads, Tommy DeVito's agent looks exactly how you'd expect him to look. <laughs> but now they're trying to figure it out. Uh, his name is Sean Stellato. Uh, Tommy DeVito has said of his agent, Sean Stellato, he's always in my corner and will do whatever it takes to help me with my career on and off the field. Whatever it takes. He is the Italian stallion of sports agents, is what he says. And he has repped some other notable names in the world of the NFL, if you really follow the NFL. Um, former you know, running back Alfred Morris, Sean Drone, uh, Drone, excuse me, from the Niners. But this I really liked. I went down to point number three, what we could learn about sports agent Sean Stellato. He was honored by the Boston Italian Consulate mm-hmm. and the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. This is America's new favorite agent, oh my God. Sean Stellato. What's the name of Adele's boyfriend again? Rich Paul. Oh, yeah. Move over, Rich Paul. That's right. Sean Stellato's Adele. And Tommy Cutlets is coming with him. (laughs) 651-641-1071. We're going to play College of Pop Culture Knowledge next. Call now. Friends, hey, what's up? Stevie Boy for my buddies at Chanhassen Dinner Theater. So many things are going on. Out of Chanhassen. Funny, we were talking about, you know, like Tommy DeVito and all this. How about uh, the Jersey Boys on stage right now? That's where you got the Italian Stallions there. Uh, it's it's so cool because you just get a look during Jersey Boys into the era, the part of the country that they came up in. And it's just it's it's really great. It's just so well done. If you haven't seen that yet, Jersey Boys, uh, it's only going to be on stage for a couple more months. Uh, in February, they're going to be making way for... Uh, Carol King, the musical. So now it's time for you to get your tickets. Get them now while you can. Meanwhile, they've got all sorts of great things that are going on. They have holiday concerts coming out of their ears over there. Andy and Bing, Cat Perkins, the Soulful Ginger Commodore. The list goes on and on. Uh, a great time for you to get a gift card, maybe, to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for somebody on your list. And Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret, dishing out laughs all holiday season along with a holiday-themed show. ChanhassenDT.com. Hello. Welcome back to the show, you guys. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We got Leah helping us out today. Mike is on his honeymoon. Mm. I wonder what they're doing right now. Hey, 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 I, oh, sorry. I meant no. I thought for sure they'd be out at the pool by now. Yeah. I think honeymoon, I'm trying to think back to my honeymoon. It was a long time ago. Yeah. But there's a little, one of the things you really want to do is relax after sleep particularly when it's been right if you do it right after your wedding week, oh yeah you're yeah. really just looking to decompress there and kind of take a load off i get that but i'd want to get up early and see the beauty of the ocean hang by the pool and then fall asleep at the pool yeah absolutely everything oh everything you said is great thanks man do you want to play a game yes please all right 
It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to Is find Rocco out who's in a smarter. barrel? What's happening? Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. I got huh. a little extra pot open there, maybe. Oh, it yeah, it's a little it, echoey. Yeah. It made it sound like he was coming from the bottom of a dumpster. And <laughs> I like where it. we picture him <laughs> yeah. living. That's right. When it's Rocco <laughs> Clock, they go and knock on the side of it, and he uh, crawls out. <laughs> anyway, back to you, Leo. Sorry. All right. Well, we've got uh, we've got Greg on the line with us who wants to play today. Hey, Greg. What's up? Greg. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, hey, man. Really good. S- spell it backwards. It's Gerg. Am I right? <laughs> Absolutely. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure, absolutely. I, I, I missed earlier your Harbinger report. How many people will perish today? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listen, Greg, you, you see, you get me, Greg, that we were talking about death in hour one. It's going to happen. Nobody knows if today is the day they die, but somebody out there w- okay. woke up, and for the very final time, they got up out of their bed. Okay, Steve, this is a very yeah. tough time of year for people. I already got my Barbie well, existential and- crisis going, and boy... Now I'm going to spiral. I thought it would be cathartic if we talked about the big scary thing. Yeah. And I was going to say, of how many of those are attributed to the number five out of New Haven? <laughs> <laughs> the, the bus crash. In case you you missed it, Steve and I played the worst Christmas song you've ever heard in your life, and it involved a bus crash out of New Haven. There are two ways you can enjoy that. You can go to the My Talk socials and find the video that Donna and I did as we read you <laughs> lyrics from it, or you can just go to YouTube and search Good Old Fashioned Christmas, and there is nothing good or old-fashioned about this. Let me tell you that. Yep. With that, okay. uh, it is now time for us to find out what today's topic will be, Leah. All right. Partying in pop culture is what we're going to be talking about today. Partying right. in pop culture. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. Steve right. right now sits at 132 wins. Donna at 124. Whatever. All right. We're not doing too bad. Uh, Greg, it's time for you to make a decision now. Who would you like to team up with, Donna or Steve? Uh, I love you, Donna, but I'm going to go with Steve today. Okay, that seems to be the trend lately. <laughs> it does feel like the tide has turned a little bit. People, yeah. it's the end of the year. Now they just want to go with the winner. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay, I'll be here, but I'm, my headphones will be turned all the way down, okay, until okay, I get We'll, we'll wave, wave you down when it's your okay, time. Okay, bye. All right, see you, Donna. Okay. Donna has uh, left the chat. Okay. <laughs> all right, and I, I did find the the... the countdown clock today so we're gonna, oh okay we're gonna play legit like uncle mike rolls here okay and this is he starts that timer at the conclusion of the first question okay perfect right, here we go all right are we ready for it okay i'm ready so the question sandwiched between the color of money and rain man was this tom cruise flick where he played a bartender it scored a nine percent on rotten tomatoes oh gosh tom cruise is a bartender uh i'm gonna say risky business but that's not right Keep going. Okay. We've got the 2007 crossover hit Beer in Mexico was written and performed by this Knoxville native. Beer in Mexico. Uh, Zach Brown Band. Zach Brown Band. Okay. And in the movie The Hangover Part 2, this man returned and sang a cover of the 1984. Mike Tyson. There we go. Um, Okay. Okay. Go to that second one again. Say the second one again. Okay. The 2007 crossover hit Beer in Mexico. Country crossover hit. I'm going to stay with Zach Brown Band on that, but I'm open to any and all corrections. Okay. Uh, Greg, do you have any uh, corrections you want to make there? Uh, The first one would, I believe, would that be Cocktail? Okay. I don't get to say anything there, so that's for, yeah, you and Greg have to work that out. Okay. 
you you want to you want to override that? Is that what we get to do here? Well, I don't think. Well, he said risky business. I think, but I think so it's gonna, probably cocktail. Okay, so we're going to change that one. And um, we had uh, the beer in Mexico. Were we sticking with Zach Brown Band? Yeah, I don't have any idea on that one or the third one. And uh, well, Steve was really confident on the hangover question as uh, the Murray had. Yep. Okay, Mike Tyson. Okay, so we're gonna Whew, override right. the first, and we're gonna stick with the second. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, I'm feeling pretty good about this. This feels this feels good. Uh, let's call Donna, Donna now. Donna's Donna's looking down. Donna, Donna. She's doing the one thing we asked her not to do, which is just not look at all at the uh, camera. You might have to go slap on the okay. glass keep, like you're keep in. Keep this going for a second. Yeah. Oh, there she is. Now we got her. Hey, Donna. Here she comes, everybody. At long last, fresh off hey. of doing her taxes. Hey, Donna. Hey. Now I was uh, looking at my calendar. Thank you. It's a busy couple of weeks. Oh, Amen, sister. Yeah. Okay. Donna, you ready to play? I don't know. How'd Steve do? I think combined, I think we got three out of three. No, no. All right. But I needed Greg's help. Steve has a lot of confidence in this game. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he does. All right. Okay. So the theme again, partying and pop culture. Okay. Our first question. Sandwiched between the color of money and Rain Man was this Tom Cruise flick where he played a bartender. And it scored 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, who did you say? What? Uh, Tom Cruise. That is Cocktail. Okay. This 2007 crossover hit, Beer in Mexico, was written and performed by this Knoxville native. Knoxville? Beer in... Oh, that's Kenny Chesney. And in the movie The Hangover Part 2, this man returned and sang a cover of the 1984 Murray Head song, One Night in Bangkok. Oh, God. This... He returned? Yes. So, Hangover Part 2. This is going to be, what's her name, Arquette, Alexis Arquette. I don't know. This man? (laughs) Uh, Well, oh, you said man. Okay, Okay, so, um, all right. So, we ready for some answers? (laughs) Sure. I am. (laughs) Okay, so, first one. uh, Tom Cruise flick, cocktail. Thank you, Gerg. Gerg Gerg really helped with that. Gerg got the chance for that, so we got uh, tied right there. Uh, second, Beer in Mexico was indeed performed by Kenny Chesney. Dang it. Uh, Knoxville is what gave it away for me, I forgot, because I thought it was Toby Keith, Beer for My Horses, and he's from Oklahoma, so it threw me off. I went Zach Brown Band. Felt like the name of a Zach Brown Band song. Was that the answer? That was That was my answer. Final answer. Yeah. Okay. So we are. Well, you win. Okay, so Donna, you're actually, you're ahead by one right now. Yes. All right. So, third question. Mm. Uh, Hangover Part 2, this man came and sang uh, the Murray Head hit. Uh, it was, as Steve answered very confidently, Mike Tyson. Is that correct? And that is correct. All, All right. right. I didn't Donna. see that one. Okay. We're going to a tiebreaker. We have to bring Gerg back in. Darn it, Gerg. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. Oh, here is our tiebreaker question. Okay. Jessica Simpson, Britney Spears, Jewel, and January Jones were all in early talks to be a part of this movie about an aspiring songwriter coming out of her shell after getting a job at a woman-run bar in New Donna, York City. That is called Cowgirl. Wait, Cowboy. Oh, my God. What is the name of that? We don't need the timer, but that is called... Uh, oh, God. Oh, Coyote Ugly. Thank you. Woo. Hmm. Is that right? 
That is right. All right. Yeah. Way to go, Donna. Fuck it, Gerg. Hey, Donna. Gerg, sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. All right. Thank you. Okay. Steve, would you have gotten that? No, no. I, I did not have anything. Cl- I was The only thing coming to my mind was A Star is Born. Oh. Nice job, Donna. Thanks, Steve. Gerg, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it happens. That's all right. It's all right, Gerg. Hey, Gerg, happy holidays. Yes, you guys too. Thank you. Thanks for I, the laughs. Bye bye. Bye. I am Gerg. <laughs> I like Gerg. I think Gerg needs to be a frequent caller. Email. Oh, absolutely. And, and if you email Gerg, always sign off as Gerg now. G E R G, spelled just like it sounds. <laughs> Donna. What do you want a tip? Do you think you're going to be able to get through this? I don't even remember. You what have it is. eight habits. Of the world's happiest people. I'll fly through it, unless you want me to hold on to it. Why, why don't we do a little flip-flop here? Okay. I got an interesting thing for oh, you. Oh, I love this it. This is like a things that make you go, huh, without an intro, okay? Okay. Oh, I got, I got an intro. You, oh. Well, then hit it. Huh. Well, things that make you go, huh. All right. It is official. Here we go. Music edition, huh? Uh, At least here, Aerosmith has 21 singles that made the top 40, but only one. Number one, name the Aerosmith song that was the one and only to go to the top of the charts. I think I know this one. You do? I think I do. I'm going to say Dude Looks Like a Lady. I'm going to say Don't Want to Miss a Thing. That's probably right. One of you is right. Mm -hmm. That would be Leah. That was from the Armageddon soundtrack, 1998. Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck. Those animal cookies. Oh, my God. That movie was, I love that movie. Oh, was he doing animal cookies on her belly or yeah, something? I don't yeah. know. And snacks are involved. I don't know. That's so hot. <laughs> so hot. Oh, wait. Was he doing like, oh, wait he was second. doing shadow puppets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they were like, <laughs> I remember that. Okay. It was, it was cute. It was sweet. I it thought was he was drawing. Sweet feels yeah. better. Sweet, yeah. Hot, I mean. Hot sounds like. If no I brought. Shaming, Steve. No shaming. No, <laughs> that's true. I'm just trying to envision me, Lou's laying on the couch. I get some animal crackers and I'm like. <laughs> I just don't know if she's like, get upstairs, big boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> so weird. Um, okay. How about this? People who work at the U.S. nuclear power plants, any of them, they are exposed to less radiation than what is given off by the granite walls inside of the U.S. Capitol building. In fact, the U.S. Capitol is so radioactive because of the high uranium content in the granite that it could never be licensed as a nuclear power reactor site. Hmm. That's hard to wrap my head around. I know. Thanks. Thank you, Donna. Do you have anything else? Alexander Hamilton. And Alexander A- Hamilton. And Aaron Burr worked together as defense attorneys in America's first murder trial in 1800. Four years later... Burr killed Hamilton in a duel, but they were together. So imagine this. If Donna had worked on the radio in the year 1800, move over Bradshaw and Bryant. It'd be, hi, I'm Donna for Hamilton and Burr. (laughs) But then four years later, Burr kills Hamilton in a duel, which I suppose back then, if you killed someone in an agreed upon duel, was not murder. Is that real? I don't think it is. It's very agreed upon. Also, what? The, no. the, 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 the cojones, the cantaloupes, 
that yeah. you have to have to say, okay, yeah, I'll do a duel. What are we doing? Loaded guns here? One, one of us is going to shoot each other's brains out? Sure. Yeah, that's let's a do shootout, it. right? No, that's a duel. A duel oh, I is. a duel involved sabers. No, I think Swords. a duel is like walk 10 steps in the opposite direction, turn around. I mean, yeah, I think there's a duel with sabers too. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. But I know what Steve's talking about. Yeah, I mean, was it a shootout? Um, a shootout is more like we're at the saloon in a, in a western, okay. and everybody's shooting, and glasses are blowing up, and okay, the guy so playing mat- the piano dies. Matching weapons. Okay, is that the, the to be a duel? It's matching weapons. I believe so. And then you have to walk twenty paces. Today I learned twenty paces. Oh boy, I would hate a a, a sword duel worse. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do 20 paces, turn right. around, now come at each other with swords. Oh, my gosh. I put in what is a duel, and I get, are duels still illegal? Um, I would hope so. But are they? Are right? Well, yeah, California's is... mutual combat law is currently undefined. There's mutual. no specific law that permits or prohibits consensual fights. Well, who knew? Well, Hamilton got shot through the liver. Ouch. Died the next day. Atlantis Morse. Oh my God. All right, we got to go. All right. We got to go back to death, right? No, no, no. Not, not me, Donna. Hey, okay, well, we come back. Donna's got eight habits of the world's happiest people. That's next on Donna and Steve. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. The Big Zamboni's on vacation. His honeymoon. How fun is that? Leah's filling in. Thanks, Leah. You're welcome. It's nice to be here. Yay. Want to get tipsy, everybody? Yes, Donna. All right. All right. Time for a tip. It's going. It's going. Time for a tip. It's got 10 seconds left. It's Time for a tip. So many buttons. By the way, we did verify that that was uh, Jess Summers from our uh, promotions uh, kind of marketing department. Time for a tip. And she did it for us. We said, do it for us now. And she did it right there on the spot. And then she went into like a whole blimey Cockney accent oh, afterwards. She was like, oh, if we could also do this. Really, really I guess she something. was in theater. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like That's it. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, you listen better than me. Yeah, look, sometimes. That's true. Not all the time. Very true. That time, for that sure. Time. But anyway, uh, get to, I, I bet she's on a lot more things on the station than we realize. Well, I feel I can always hear her voice. I feel like I can spot her voice always. That one never in a million years would I have thought that was her. Never, Me ever. Either. I know. I thought it was from a movie or something. Me too. Or a commercial. Yeah. I thought it was from like a TV commercial for like I don't know one of those Dawn. minty things. No, the um oh the orbits orbits. Oh yes, I think that was the idea behind it. Anyway, I've got eight habits of the world's happiest people. Let's see how many of these you can relate to. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, you too. Let's all, all play right. along. Uh, number one, get at least eight hours of sleep. Not good. Not good. Uh, I'm close. I'm close, not quite there. So I'm just going to put a big fat X there. Yeah, I'm an X on that. I'm just, I'm a night owl. I really need to get better about it. I need to go to bed earlier. I'm not. Like, how late do you stay up? Routinely past midnight. You do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can get cranking on like a WWE documentary, and now I'm like, oh, it's 104. 
I guess. But then, like, I feel like awake. I feel ready. Oh. I ate a bag and a half, a bag and a half of Texas toast croutons. Neat. No salad, <laughs> nothing. Wow. A whole, a, almost two whole bags. Though. That is crazy. You know, on sa- Friday night last week, I had a cup of coffee at like five in the afternoon. Yeah. Let me tell you, that bleeped up my sleep like nobody's business. I was up. I felt it felt like the whole night, just tossing and turning all night. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, because I'm used to finishing coffee at 930 in the morning, 945. You'll also hear of these CEOs who wake up every day at 4 a.m. Are they going to bed at 8? No, probably not. I I feel like The Rock says he gets very little sleep. He looks good, though, so he's doing something, right? Chill out. Uh, Eat a plant-based breakfast. You chill out. Mm, I stay away from too much meat and dairy in the morning. And of course, stay away from sugary cereal. I would say I don't eat a plant based. I'm going to put a big fat goose egg over. I want to get a check mark for that one. I, I do a lot of smoothies like with kale and spinach and cucumbers. Okay, that's plant based. You get a check. OK, great. All right. So far, I am more happy than Donna. Socialize. The more, the better. Ideally with people you like. Mm. I do. I'm going to give myself a half a point for that. I'll take a half a point, too. Okay. I could always do better. But I'm, I I recharge as an introvert. Same. When people say, oh, we're taking off at the end of the night, I'm like, celebrate good times. Come <laughs> on. Even though I had a good time with them. Now you know how Mark Consuelos feels. <laughs> Honestly. Damn it. <laughs> mm, overstayed a little bit. Uh, volunteer. People who volunteer tend to feel happier and more satisfied with their lives and have fewer symptoms of depression. I could do better in this department. Yeah, um, I could too. The, I the do. Heart of, Go ahead. The heart of that is what's really happening underneath that, I think, is it's time where you don't focus on yourself. Right. You know, it's, what do they say? It's not about thinking less of yourself or more of yourself. It's about thinking of yourself less. We're too consumed with me. How did this impact me? How is this going to affect my day? All of this, me, me, me. So when you volunteer, you intentionally, for an hour or two hours or whatever, you shift the focus to other people. And I think that that does a lot of good for our, our hearts. I think you're right. That was beautiful. Shut up, Donna. Okay. Uh, take naps. These are the eight habits of the world's happiest people. Quick. I'm going to give myself a check for that one. You are? I do. I, I, can, I can nap. I can't really nap, so I'm going to give myself a big goose egg. But I feel crappy when I wake up from a nap. That's because you're not keeping it under 30 minutes. That's because of how heavy my body feels. I feel that's like there are anvils an on top of me. Set an alarm. And that's on top of the uh, nine and a half hours that this person wants you to get. Nine and a half? I guess anywhere from eight to nine and a half. Okay. I get maybe seven. Yeah, seven feels positive. Mm, Okay. Uh, And have faith. You're doing good there. I can do a check there, yeah. Uh, It doesn't matter what you believe in. Studies show people who are religious or faithful are more likely to describe themselves as happy. There you go. I have faith. I'm going to give myself a check as well. Okay. Limit TV and social media. 
Listen to this, Steve. The Uh ideal amount is no more than 30 minutes a day of each. So that's like one show and a quick skim of your social media. That ain't, uh uh-uh. That's not good for me. I get a big X. I'm getting X, too. That that means one hour. Yeah, no. Okay, you get a capital X there. And finally, number eight of the eight habits of world's happiest people. Don't work full time. Hey-oh. Hey-oh. Yeah, That's won't. why we're in radio. Now, listen, you won't, you, exactly. You won't be happy if you can't make ends meet. But in a perfect world, part-time is better. People who work uh, less than 35 hours a week tend to be the happiest overall. I'm going to give myself a check. So, um, one, two, three, four and a half. Oh, you're doing good. You're four and a half, so you're half halfway there. Okay. I am one, two and a half, but I feel really happy. <laughs> I mean, we're doing good. We're doing fine. Everybody chill Everything out. Everything is fine. Look okay. at how the tone of the show has really changed from hour one and hour two was its own separate tone. We did a lot of death talk in hour one. I mean, by we, you mean you. Shifted into some more positive, happy, fun stuff in hour two. Lord only knows what awaits us in hour three. It's a mystery that will unravel itself when we return. John and Steve on my talk.